game, and I was I was trying to keep it under control. Welcome to another episode of Batarang Story Screens Batman Podcast, the Batman podcast that, like a boomerang, goes around from the present all the way to the back, all the way back forward to the present oh, again. Man. We talk about Batman uh, movies. We do them in kind of a chronological order. Uh, the episode you're about to listen to right now is the controversial. The uh, fascinating to rewatch, the literally a movie, Batman vs Superman, directed by Zack Snyder, uh, starring Ben Affleck as our Batman, Henry Cavill as our Superman. Uh, I think we'll have a lot to say about this movie, but let me introduce you to our cast of colorful characters. I'm joined by Tommy Lee Jones, Two Face, Mike Burge. Hello. Hey. Give me, give me a little... Hey. He's getting tired because we've been doing a lot of I'm, these. I'm bad at all dying. I'm, I'm, I'm batting zero. You're batting? I'm batting as in baseball. As in baseball uh, clubs. Joined by the clown prince of crime, Jack Kolodetsky. This movie murdered my brain. We'll I'm get, in hell. We're going to get into it. And uh, we're also joined by, <laughs> actually, it's it's pretty crazy, Gal Gadot is here. I thought I was the boy wonder. <laughs> yeah. What happened to that? <laughs> I like doing the I was bit. really <laughs> nervous about Jeremy's possible Gal Gadot impersonation <laughs> that was about to come out of left field. <laughs> Which probably would have sounded a lot Jeremy's like my. Jeremy's trying uh, to be a real team, team player and be like, I'll get a, I'll I'll get a try. Go, yeah, here I'll we, here we go. I thought it was the boy wonder. Mm. Um, uh, so you, you want to start this off with the Gal Gadot? No, 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 all right, guys, so we just finished watching... Um, Which is probably the last compliment we're probably going to uh, be giving. We'll see. Is this uh, lettuce? No. I don't know. Was that a visual gag? You know I don't like those on the episode. You know I don't like that on the show, Jack. Thank you. Jack okay. literally just held up an entire head of lettuce. <laughs> He's like, is this lettuce? And it's just like... And I, I made a joke about it by going, no. Because it's such... It's obviously it's lettuce. so lettuce. So it was a two-man joke. I'm trying to inject a little air contrary into this episode. This <laughs> is lettuce. I had a lesson to keep coming up too. Um, all right, guys, we just watched Batman v Superman. Fuck um, this movie, no, no, no. Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. Um, Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Warner Brothers presents. Colin film movie for theaters. Uh, this movie is directed by Zack Snyder, which I think is a thing to talk about because uh, I know when we did some of the Nolan movies, which we just finished, uh, Dark Knight Rises being kind of. Not a great send-off from the Nolan trilogy of, like, pretty dope Batman movies. Uh, so now we're kind of entering the dark age... Uh, another... A new dark, dark ages age. of Batman kind of on cinema. He's doing great in other media, as we kind of mentioned before. But right now in movies, it's a little lackluster. Um, One would argue even worse than the previous dark ages. It's, it's dark like night, but with a K. But with a K. Um, I kind of want to talk to you guys about what your interaction with with Zack Snyder is though as a director um I think something that comes up a lot is style over substance um but he's a you know as people who analyze these superhero movies and are part of nerd culture Zack Snyder is is a big part of that culture as well and I think it's maybe something to talk about our experience with him as a director 
Um, Jeremy, you're moving around so much. So I want you to start this conversation. Jeremy is bursting at the seams. <laughs> it's coming out of his ears. This, this movie brings out a lot in me. Um, but uh, let's focus in on kind of our Zack Snyder experience, please. I like Zack Snyder a lot. I think he's a very talented filmmaker. Cool. I think he has a great visual eye where mm-hmm. he can sometimes suffer. When, we, when he can suffer a lot of the time is uh, when it comes to actual storytelling and writing but when he has a good screenplay with him like say james gunn's dawn of the dead screenplay he can bring out a an actual great movie like the dawn of the dead remake that he did back then and um you know 300 is what it is like yeah well you know when that was like kind of his first big uh blockbuster movie everyone liked 300 or well, like, like not everyone on. but a lot of people liked it you say that because when 300 came out we were 13 we were 13 so... right we had a big old target right on our foreheads when that movie came out. That's because true. that movie is for 13-year-olds, which nowadays you go back and watch it and you're like, oh, this is not... But really. that movie but is... time... I think that movie was still received better than I think it would have been now with our current Snyder yeah, predicament. Absolutely. You know, I think I don't think it's a movie that's all that bad. I think it's um, uh, male agro fantasy, but like that's... That's fine. I, I saw know. like 20 minutes of 300 a couple months ago, just like by accident. Yeah. And that happens a lot with you. It's <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes well, it's, it's just like you throw something on. And you uh-huh. just say, "All right, I'll do it." Uh, and uh, it's aesthetically, like visually, it's a very fun movie. Oh yeah. How they just frame all this thing where it literally looks as close to human beings that are actually cartoons as it can possibly be. Yeah. And there's something kind of about that in the because it takes place in this kind of realistic fan, like this kind of fantasy version of reality. We're like, oh, yeah, this kind of happens yeah. in real life, but, like, no, it didn't, and not like this, but, like, sort of. And, I f- like, that kind of cartoon mentality of telling a story like that, yeah. I kind of like how the visuals of it, like, I've we've said while we were watching this movie, Zack Snyder's, like, a visually captivating yeah. director. And that's not to say that he's, like, great at it. It's just that it stands out, and he's got that kind of flair to it, where things in this movie look like things yeah. from Watchmen or 300. Right. He has a very distinct style, for sure. To kind of dive right into this, I think, and going straight off of that 300 vibe, 300 had a look to it that, yeah, was close to humans, but as cartoon characters, they still look like humans. In the first five seconds they introduced Batman in this movie, it is abrasively bad CGI. Oh, when like, he's like up in the corner, like, he <laughs> got you. And I'm so spooky. Like, I'm so spooky. <laughs> like, no matter how good of an eye he has for any kind of like a action based composition, like, all of this is so CGI heavy and it's so obvious. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, his wheelhouse, though. The CGI heavy action sequences are Zack Snyder's wheelhouse. Yes, he also he got does. Does. But in 300, those were real people in front of a CGI green screen, whereas this is majority. Like, well, I mean, even the some of them, a lot are, of the people in the background and everything like that, like, this is full up front. They can afford better very, CGI, so the things that are right up in your face are like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if Batman could do this? And the answer is no. No. It's no, not fun to watch that. It's glaringly not real. Yeah. I mean, it's like. It's not Ben Affleck crawling like a little rat yeah, on that ceiling. But I'm saying, like, my whole point is, like, no matter how good, like, he is at visual composition in his previous movies, like, this one fails immediately because that action is focused on 
very very obvious cgi that is like immediately distracting this this is the pinnacle of the kind of like worst direction Zack snyder can take his movies um because he, i mean uh sucker punch i think <laughs> i was gonna say sucker punch is the one but so but that one's an outlier from like his kind of resume um i think what Zack snyder kind of like aims to do or kind of does is uh when you see a movie like pacific rim a lot of times that that film gets called kind of like a live action anime so this idea of like these larger than life characters, um, these tropes kind of being live action and being huge and, and still and be, being able to be effectively as crazy as maybe some of the hand drawn like anime stuff that we've seen. And this movie is not even this movie, but I think the the Snyder verse of movies, the Snyder resume. Um, he does the live action graphic novel very well. He does, you know, like Watchmen for better or for worse, it's like a very effective remake of a graphic novel. And then 300 also being a, a remake of a graphic novel is, I mean, is effective in doing That's his niche. Even, even yeah. Sucker Punch was just kind of like him, like, what if I was to take a graphic novel that doesn't exist and, and turn and it into this, something? Yeah. It's, a, it's a very graphic novel-esque movie. Yeah. And that's kind of like he got hired to do Man of Steel and he had already done Watchmen and now he's doing Justice League and yeah. he did this movie. And it's like, this is literally what Zack Snyder does. He does not do anything else except for that Legends of the Guardians. I was about to uh, bring that up. Like, did anyone did anyone see that owl that movie? Is. Yeah, I saw it. You saw it? What did you think of that? You I probably... don't remember anything about that fucking movie. Oh, so <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> nothing. I remember that like there was another movie that came out that like had a similar name and I I didn't see that one, but I remember the trailer looked horrible, so I always get it kind of confused, so I might not even It it doesn't have a very standout name. No. Like Legend of the Legends that's, of the Guardians that's of the, the most Galaxy. Generic, generic name you could pro- possibly have. Legends of Cthulhu, Cthulhu or something. Yeah. Yeah. If it was Cthulhu, Cthulhu I remember I mean, that Cthulhu. exists. A bunch <laughs> of little baby owls fight uh, Cthulhu monsters. That'd be fucking sweet. I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we all kind of have, I think, like a similar mind share about Zack Snyder as a director and kind of like his. Jeremy? Zack Snyder is definitely a part of the problem of this movie. I don't think it's the no, biggest No, I think it's studio rushing and it's it's chasing the Marvel white rabbit, I think. Do you remember back when we were talking about um, when in our It Comes at Night review uh, when I said like the difference between a good movie and a bad movie is that a good movie comes from a more honest place. Yes. A real, like, if a filmmaker, he wanted to tell a story and he wanted to tell the story through film and a bad movie is a movie that's just made for just made for for profit or for or for just like selling tickets and doesn't really give disingenuous it's it's disingenuous and i think the most disingenuous film like it is a fucking two and a half hour long commercial for the more movies they're gonna make because they need to rush into an Avengers kind of scenario. I, I do also, real quick, before we move too far from the statement you just made, Jeremy, that I completely 100% disagree. I think that, is Zack Snyder the only one to blame? No. But I do He's think a big that part. he is the biggest part. I think that it is his vision and his calculated execution of these things that we get. What he's dealing with from David Goyer and Chris Turiel or whatever. David Goyer wrote this with this dude, Chris T. David Goyer is not writing Justice League. Chris T. wrote Justice League with Zack Snyder. And then Joss Whedon came in and touched it up. Right. The script that David Goyer wrote. David Goyer wrote uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight with Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan helping out. I think Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan just wrote Dark Knight Rises together solo. So David Goyer would come in and he's like the comic book end. He would come in and say like, this is what 
the comics are like, and that's what, and then Jonathan Nolan would come in and go, okay, well, this is how you make a movie out of that. Mm. In this, that's why this movie has so much going on in it, and it's two and a half hours long, because David Goyer knows how to reference, uh, you know, the Dark Knight Returns, and yes. this, and that, and we got to get a little bit of Batman story in there, and blah, 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 and so this, and all of that is absolutely horrible, but you, a director <laughs> yes. is, a, a director is not as good as their script. Directors can take terrible scripts and turn them into very eventful and like spectacle driven movies. And Zack Snyder in this did not do that at all. And I think it lies in the fact, I think the biggest problem with this movie, because I like Batman in this movie and we'll talk about that later. I don't. But the biggest problem in this movie is Superman because Zack Snyder does not like Superman at all. Yeah. The Superman in Man of Steel, and especially in this movie, is not Superman at all. Carries none of the traits except for the suit and the name. And that's it. And it's because of that he kind of comes at it with this kind of really weird... Nihilism. Like, it's it's shot all wrong, and, like, Superman's put up on a pedestal and then brought down and then brought up again. And his visual styling with this, while it looks cool, there's a lot of really cool shots in this movie... None of them add up because it's just like the blender has been turned on and it's just all getting mixed up well, and like jumbled together. It's like having a comic book page, multiple panels, and no panel leads into its, itself correctly. No panel one leads into panel two right. And it's crazy when you have Zack Snyder who's made, when he makes a direct adaptation of Watchmen, which is almost like panel for panel the same, except for a few liberties and kind of taking out the literary elements, kind of the found uh, not footage, but found documents, mm-hmm. element of Watchmen. Um, the movie really succeeds because it's so similar, even visually, yeah. panel from panel. The for Sin City it. approach. Sin City as well, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and 300. And 300. Yes. And then when you get to a movie like this, where it's like, he understands how to make a frame. He makes frames of a movie so dynamic, where like there's a thousand things kind of moving very elegantly per shot, whether it's like, wind on hair even if sometimes the wind's not blowing correctly for all the characters in the scene or like flakes of dust in the air when the Wayne family dies like he knows how to make a scene look dynamic but he doesn't know how to like connective tissue is like not a word in his wheelhouse it's It's, insane it's almost pornographic it's weird in a a way it's just like he just loves showing stuff but he doesn't really give a shit if the context Mm. is meaningful and is this movie is it's a mishmash of what you said the Dark Knight Returns, and takes a lot of the Death of Superman comic from the late nineties and just kind of mishmashes I think it, it together. Death of Superman that and also and they're trying to do this Dark Knight Returns bit. Yeah, also, that's what I said. Like, that's what I said. Oh, you said Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns oh, and sorry. Death of Superman yes. put together and mishmashed mm-hmm. while throwing in as as many fucking Justice League setups. As you yeah. possibly could. And it's, it's a two makes and a half hour trailer. Yeah, it's like exactly what Jack said, where it just doesn't really doesn't really amount to anything, you know? Well they it's Mike said this while we were watching the movie. They saw a six billion dollar idea and they said, We need to get in on that yeah. right now. Uh, but we don't have the ten years well, at this point, when did DC start? I think 2007, 2008. Oh, well, when, no, you, when Marvel started? When Marvel started. Yeah. That was May of 2008. Versus Iron when Man. did DC start with these movies? Man of Steel was 2013. So they had a pretty big lag time. Like yeah. Marvel had a huge head start. I think Marvel had at least four or five movies yeah. on them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. here's the difference. Marvel started out with Iron Man. DC started out with Man of Steel. 
No, that's my point. Is like DC rushed headlong into these movies. They both started out with Metal Man people movies. <laughs> I think I, it's. Yes. I think what Jeremy's getting at is that Marvel didn't start off with Spider Man. No. And Marvel didn't have your X Men's or your maybe even Fantastic Four. It's like a very well known Marvel property that already has been made into a movie, and um, they didn't really have that to jump in with, you know. So they. They're starting with, on paper, it kind of makes sense to start with, like, the two most well-known DC properties. That's not exactly my point, is that Iron Man was a quality movie. Oh, you're just saying it's good. (laughs) Man of Steel was not a quality movie, Which is just going to my point, because my point is that DC understood that Marvel had, like, tapped into a goldmine with these superhero movies, this reboot of superhero movies, and it was, like, bringing in this new golden age of superhero movies, DC recognized that immediately recognized that they that was a cash mine for them and jumped headlong into the entire like enfranchisement of superhero movies to build up to this like big ensemble movie and i think man of steel and a little bit man of steel but absolutely batman versus superman has the fingerprints of we need to set the stage for a big ensemble cast avengers-esque movie yeah like, there's a fucking montage that's just introducing all the rest of the Justice League <laughs> so that they can do so Where Lex Luthor gives them all their names and symbols. Yeah, yeah. he, like, does all the design work for them. Shit like, it's shit head idea. It's crazy. There is no backing that up. No. Whoever there's, thought that up deserves so to be murdered. And my whole point here... <laughs> my whole so point here bad. is that the only reason that that worked for Marvel is because Marvel took their time. They took their time to flesh out this this backstory they gave time and consideration to all these different they heroes earned it. all yeah. these big like big name celebrities who are going to be involved in their project but they, they had their missteps as well too not nearly as bad as these not but nearly as but, bad but you know phase two of marvel gets criticized a lot for being trailers of their upcoming movies yes but you know, i think they learn from it though which is why phase three kicks ass that know? was going to be my next point was that they spent enough time on these movies to make mistakes and learn from mistakes yeah. and improve on those mistakes when it came to the actual big finale for the first couple phases of Avengers. I've heard you guys talk about this on the previous podcast because I, I try to stay off the Marvel ones because I want to I wanna listen to what you guys have to say sure. afterwards because like, they're really good. Like your Guardians 2 and your Spider-Man oh, and most recently your Thor Ragnarok hey. is really good. But you guys do bring up uh, almost every episode you brought up that the idea that phase 2 made a lot of mistakes and that they learned from them. But I look at phase two and just about every movie in phase two is good with the exception of the final one, which would be age of Ultron, which I like, but I understand the problems people have and Thor, the dark world, Iron Man three guardians of the galaxy and winter soldier are solid is entries. I, is Iron Man where's, 2... Yeah, I was going to say, where is Iron Man 2? Is that phase 1? Iron Man 2 is still phase 1. That's phase 1. Oh. Yeah, it's Iron Man, Iron Incredible Man Hulk, then two. Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, Avengers. That's phase 1. Okay. Because Iron Man was the first one to come out, so they threw a second one in there. That makes sense. Phase 2 was where they kind of started like letting Shane Black and James Gunn in, and they were going to get Patty Jenkins to do Thor, but she dropped out because she was like, this shit's misogynistic as fuck. I'm not making this movie. And then they got Alan Taylor of HBO Six Feet Under fame to come in. And Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones. That's really why he got it. Uh, and I mean, uh, like the first. I mean, they got the the Russo brothers to make Winter Soldier, which is arguably one of. It's like the standalone 
Marvel movie that I will just watch that out of context. Oh, it's yeah. a great spy movie. It's okay, a great so yeah, I, sure. if Winter Soldier is phase two, then I, it's I really hard. Totally mistaken on my phases. Sorry, I I left my spreadsheet at home. I think yeah. it's honestly uh, just the Dark World and Age of Ultron. Yeah, and I mean, and I like Age of Ultron. It's just too packed, and it's to the me, exact it's, thing it's that you're talking about. Where the studio, same problem as this. Yeah, or not really, but studio coming in and wanting, demanding too much from someone. The Joss Whedon, who is a storyteller, and they're like, I can do all that, but it's going to take me three hours to make it make sense. And they were like, you got less than two and a half. And they had to cut all this shit out. Yeah. And you can't take 30 minutes out of a Joss Whedon movie. But the difference is I don't... That's why you get Thor taking a bath. Doesn't make any sense. Aww. But I think with this movie, it's like, no matter what you inject or take out, there's no cut of this movie that could be salvageable. No. And that's Not even the ultimate cut, which I which no, I would argue is, is even cut. worse. It's making it longer. I don't want that. Yeah, I want no. it to be shorter. Yeah, and take concise. out the scene where well, they go to the future for no reason. The, the play, dream future. Play a little, Crazy. Little which inside, was a dream within a dream. Little inside Crazy. baseball here. I was. I floated the so I'm the only one in this room that hasn't seen this movie yes. up until a couple. Should have brought that ago. up in the beginning because again, it's fascinating. Again. I'll never forgive you guys for this. I've been <laughs> bitching about this for weeks. So I'll never forgive you guys for this. But I did bring up, float the idea of potentially watching the, what are they, definitive edition? A director's the cut. Director's cut. I think they call it definitive edition. Yeah, because I don't know if it because is a director's cut or a, I like, knew this. I knew this movie wasn't going to yeah. be good, but if there's maybe a cut that is slightly longer but could explain some of the nonsense yeah, in this it's movie. It's much worse. That might be worth watching. And a quick Google search. Mm-hmm. There was one article I read that suggested that. I guess they, maybe they were. The, well, yeah. now that you now that you've you seen say, it, you can understand our hesitancy. Nothing to go and, like, because adding Virg, half an hour Virg to this and I, movie. Virg and I were just like, we're like, no, no. just no. We were like, I get what you're thinking, but it's just it's not unsalvageable. The case at all. There's no, no way. When you were talking about how Zack Snyder doesn't understand Superman, doesn't give a shit about Superman, the ultimate cut of this movie, like drives that idea even further with how they treated Jimmy Olsen in, right. in the Ultimate Cut, where they well, just... In this cut, they just headshotted him. And <laughs> yeah, they just him gave him one But they didn't even... In the, in the regular cut, they didn't even call him Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, you gotta see it in the credits and stuff like that. Yeah, in the Ultimate Cut, they're like, hey, my name is Jimmy Olsen. And then they just shoot him in the face. You might remember hey, me you from know I know Superman? Books. Yeah. He doesn't That's even know do. Superman in this one, though, right? No, he's a CIA he, not agent. really... He's Ugh. not even like a, he's heard of Superman. He's heard Probably. of him. Yeah. But being Probably, like yeah. <laughs> being like a like a best friend to Superman and being like another a chum. Uh, yeah, a chum, like a human connection. He's got, that he's got his watch has. that can call Superman. Right. It emits a sound that only Superman can hear. Oh, he's, he's got, got an eye watch. He's got a cool little eye watch. It's like how kids have the phone that only calls mom or dad. It has like two buttons on it. Oh, the Cinco mm-hmm. phone. The Cinco phone. Remember in uh, Dick Tracy? <laughs> Dick Tracy had the phone like that too? Dick Tracy, the kid. His I name was, was Kid. He had I a, he had a watch that could call Dick, Dick Tracy. <laughs> You're aging yourself here. And we're aging Dick Tracy. Stuff. Warren Beatty. I know who Dick Tracy is. I, I want to watch that movie. Al Pacino. He's he has a big nose now. Al Pacino. Anyway. So they just shoot Jimmy Olsen in the fucking face. And then they're just yeah. done with that. I mean, it's weird. Zack Snyder, I, I guess I, you never kind of think about that. Zack Snyder is definitely Zack Snyder is definitely attracted to kind of like dark movies potentially nihilistic movies i mean like watchmen is a very not just to say nihilistic because i think i'm almost using it as like a blanket term but like the kind of like negative human impact on the world and it kind of getting what it deserves that's what watchmen's all about dawn of the dead is the same way exactly and the thing is like you know superman 
is not a movie about like the or the Superman. I think as a as a narrative, I don't know a ton about Superman, but I think it's about him like learning hope or bringing hope to humanity. And that's kind exactly of, like, what the S is supposed them. to stand for. I, you yeah, know, that's yeah. In in this context of Man of Steel, that's what you're talking about. I think that it's. Are you talking about Superman as a character himself? I'm kind of transitioning into both, where I think that it's weird that Zack Snyder, obviously the studio wanted to make a Superman movie, and they tapped him to do it, but like Superman's such, not a character that that Snyder, that Zack Snyder would be good with dealing with, because like, I don't think Zack Snyder likes dealing with characters that are hopeful or have happy endings or, which is fine, which I'm not like knocking him for. I think that some directors want to make your sad movie your nihilistic movie, your movie about kind of, like, no hope or, like, the, the degradation of man. But someone else is the one that should be, like, I think Superman should be a colorful, potentially Marvel-esque movie that, like, deals with a hopeful kind of story in, like, coming out of something hopeful. Yeah, Superman is, a ca- it's a Chris Evans as Captain America. Yes. In the movies is not the Steve Rogers Captain America from the comics. The mm-hmm. Steve Rogers... Captain America from the comics is very just like when you think of Captain America, like it's that thing. He is just yeah. like it's America first. We're the ones. We need to do this. He's a really good guy, and he says a lot of really great things. But there's a different moral compass there. Yeah. And Chris Evans is kind of like they were like, how do you translate to this movie that we're going to have to release globally? That's called Captain America. How do we do that? And they were like, by pretty much saying that all of his American ideals and American values are. Uh, socially and cultural ones where they're good for the sake of good I'm going to try and do and be the best that I can be to help everyone around me and everyone that deserves help and that's what Superman is Superman is good for the sake of good Mm -hmm. and they've kind of taken that from DC they've taken this kind of altruism figure that you can get in the shape of Chris Evans Captain America in particular and that's one of the reasons I think it's going to be really interesting when Chris Evans isn't Captain America anymore because that's the one, if there's any character that they can pass something on to, to another character, it could be either Bucky Barnes yep. or Sam Wilson. Both those characters have I've been, been Captain, Captain America, America in the comics. You know, yeah. Thor's hammer could pass on, but now we know that that is not the case with Thor. Unless, the they, unless they put it back together for some It's going to be yeah. really weird that Chris Evans, who even kind of has a Superman look to him if it wasn't for the blonde hair, yeah. uh, he could... He is that kind of good for the sake of good moral for character. Sure. And I only bring up, I only kind of want to focus this conversation about Superman because he's half this movie. Um, and I do, I want to save much of our Batman talk because this is Battering, Story Screens Batman podcast. I want to save a lot of that for the second half and really hone in on Batman in particular. But yeah, this general, is the first one we have where we're, it's like. It's kind of a little different. I guess yeah. in The Dark Knight, we really focused on the Joker a lot because we had already talked about Christian Bale. Yeah. We didn't talk about Batman at all in any of the Christian one. In the first one, we did. Yeah, we, did. Yeah, yeah, we got it all out of the way because um, then there's so many much more interesting. But like, yeah. part of so my... many much more interesting things to talk about. <laughs> Why would I shoot a man before giving my franchise up? Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> my whole, I kind of want to bring in Superman because it shows where Zack Snyder as a director is at. Because Zack Snyder in Man of Steel, he's so he's he makes he's Superman, he focuses he, he is well joyless. he focuses on Superman's alien heritage. Which, in your premiere of a character, should not be the... In your premiere of Superman is not the focus. His focus isn't his alien heritage. It's his human assimilation. But Zack Snyder just doesn't care. And he doesn't... I don't think he doesn't care. He just doesn't find it interesting. No, he doesn't care. Which is why he doesn't focus on the things that make Superman great. Instead, he focuses on the things 
that I think Zack Snyder thinks is interesting. interested in. Yeah, and yeah. it's the and nuanced it's not... idea of like this guy who's perfect. Yeah. How do we bring him down? How do we uh, test him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just doesn't really work with the fact that it ends with Superman's the lesson that he learns is that he has to break the bad guy's neck. Oh, Jesus yeah. fucking it's Christ. It's like, stop it. The, the thing is, like, if you're doing a Superman movie in the modern day, I think what you do is you make Lex Luthor a human, your first antagonist in the first Superman movie, and then after that, then you can focus on... You mean Krypton. exactly what fucking Richard Donner did in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exactly what <laughs> well, I mean. No, and this is, again, <laughs> Zack Snyder and DC are trying to copy what uh, Nolan did with the... Uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. They were like, oh, the first one just kind of introduces the character and there's kind of like, you know, uh, an oddball ba- is, dude is the bad guy. We'll save the Lex Luthor Joker character for the second one. Right. Okay, so what oddball character did we get for the first one? I don't know. Who are the other Superman villains? Zod? What you mean like the biggest bad guy that Superman's probably ever fought next to Lex Luthor and he's Doomsday literally, and Darkseid? He's side? literally like the, you know, the opposite to... It's he's insane. another. He's another son of Krypton. Like, he's what did you guys say like, that you really wanted Doomsday to be in this movie instead? Uh, Solomon ba- Grande. Solomon Grande. Yeah. It would have been cool. Wouldn't have made like, any sense, but <laughs> nothing does in this movie anyway. So if you're going to make half the choices you made in this movie, give me Solomon Grande and Solomon. have him just say the whole poem the entire time. He's born on a Monday. Um, <sighs> this movie sucks. Oh, this movie it's does. a fucking it's, it's not trash bad. movie. It's not bad. It's terrible. It's terrible. I and like, listen, all of us here at StoryScreen and like the Burge, uh, founder programmer for StoryScreenVegan.com. Hello. He imparts with a lot of the people he kind of brings on to write articles and do podcasts. He's like, we celebrate movies. We don't try to tear it down for no reason. Criticism isn't like just kind of something to take the bricks out of a wall and just like shit on the bricks. It's a weird analogy. Wait, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> but, uh, the brick I mean, analogy? I, I told it to Robbie personally, <laughs> I think. Robbie did not pass that along. <laughs> no, so. no, my bad. You um, didn't get the memo? But That's the why idea... I'm so mad about the Alien Covenant podcast. Yeah, because we were shitting on all the bricks. <laughs> we, we took all those bricks and <laughs> shit, shit on each and every one of those The thing is, like, there are movies that come along where it's just like, Listen, guys, there's no... There's no reconciliation. It's because, like, you know, I'm not going to care about a movie that the people who made the movie didn't care about. Which is how it's is Dark That is exactly what's going on here. And it is, I feel like I am being disrespected with this movie. As far as Batman and Superman, childhood favorites. Like, even children cannot see this movie. That's a big one. It sucks. Which is just like, you know, like, I I remember somebody's got this great uh, story. I either read it in an article... Heard on a podcast, or I might even actually know the person in real life. It gets confusing. Uh, confused. That they went to they went to uh, go see um, uh, what is it? Man, uh, no, Batman versus Superman. They went to go see that. That movie we just watched. That ba- that movie, <laughs> Batman v Superman, DOJ, um, DOJ. DOJ. Oh. Uh, and there was a kid there in the theater, bunch of kids, and they're watching the movie, and they get to the court scene part. Yeah. In BVS. With the uh, fucking jar of piss. With the jar of piss and oh Holly Hunter. Uh and it's, it's peach tea. Granny's peach no. tea. Uh, <laughs> nothing like a good old Christ. piss joke in I your guess Batman I Superman. What was happening in the movie. But uh it's apparently like. it gets to that part and Superman shows up and walks in. And everybody gets dead silent because the, the scene is, is shot well enough. And if it's on a big screen, you don't know what's gonna happen. Everybody gets quiet, what's gonna happen? What's going on? Superman walks in. Theater is dead silent, and suddenly everyone hears a tiny, like three-year-old child go, "Superman!" 
And then exactly two minutes later, a legless man in a wheelchair's wheelchair blows up after it has been inferred that Holly Hunter has drank piss and kills everybody in the room except for Superman. And that little kid that was standing in awe of Superman saw that. That makes me fucking almost want to cry. That's terrible. That's fucking terrible. horrible. I saw this movie in the theater too. Yeah. And there were multiple moments where I wanted to straight up walk out. And my friends dragged me back in. I went with a friend of mine where we, you know, we went into a kind of because I am not, I've always not liked Man of Steel. And I, I had a feeling that this movie was not going to be great either. Um, and I went with a friend of mine who luckily, like, he's a, he's a funny guy. So we we both just kind of, like, laughed and held each other, both in sadness but in hilarity. Because we were just shitting up. Much like how we just watched the movie recently. We are just kind of, like, making jokes and trying to just live through it and survive. That's the only way you can watch it, it, it without I mean, going Jack, fucking insane. Guys, you guys all knew this. Yeah. Yeah. And yet you still made me watch it. Yeah. You, you gotta to. give this the is, you, you gotta give the internet what to. they want. A good but friend of mine says Why couldn't you have spared me? A good friend of mine says Bubba. you gotta commit to your bit. And baby, our bit right now is Batarang and we gotta watch all the Batman movies. I'm less. I'm less now. You, some of you got taken. You just away. wait. Just wait till we get to Suicide Squad. You're gonna well, no, love no, this. I, 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 think, I, think, I think this. this I think Squad. this movie's way worse than Suicide Squad. I think it is, but Suicide Squad is also Suicide devastatingly Squad. long. It is like and de- and wasn't that no was like you feel long. like I watched this. I didn't see either of those movies in the theaters. I had to watch them. Uh, like last October to create my 2016 list because I didn't want my 2016 list to be the kind of bias. I was like, these are two big movies that came out that a lot of people saw. They made money. I need to at least check them out. Who knows? Maybe there's something in there that'll click with me that will make me at least like a moment of it. That didn't happen. That did not happen. (laughs) And again, look, and not to completely shit on, before we go on break, Mm -hmm. not to completely shit on the movie. Yes, there are parts about this movie that I do like. We were talking about them while we were watching it. It's just that those parts themselves are not in and of themselves good. And when you connect them together with the rest of the two... It is an absolute pile of garbage that is just stinky and none of it makes sense. But yeah, there might be a flower in there where you're like, oh, that's kind of pretty, but like with all the garbage around it, like I I don't wanna I don't really want to focus on it. It's like our protagonist in Shawshank Redemption when he cries when he crawls through the shit tunnel. A lot of watching this movie is like crawling through the shit tunnel, but sometimes there's some nice our, our protagonist. So, protagonist so what's of him? Shank Redemption. That's the one. What's his him? Name um, Stephen King. Andy Dufresne. That's is his the name. one. So is him embracing the rain like Wonder Woman or something? Is like yeah. Did, did we have to get through thing, Batman? A lot of times Superman. you talk about it's like well, Wonder Woman's like one of the saving graces of this movie. I'm just like I don't know. It's, she's barely in it. Like it's yeah. What she's in also, is fine. But also the scene where she checks her email that gives us exposition of what the Justice League <laughs> is <laughs> is just one of the worst. It's Fucking one of God. it's one of but the that's worst not Wonder scenes. Woman's fault. That's just like they needed somebody to read that. They yeah. need someone to make facial expressions at all. It's just cra- it's just crazy because like when you go to Batman's th- not in there. I really like Wonder Woman's reaction video. He's not. In there. <laughs> well, I guess he's not superhuman. He's not super. That's the age that we live yeah, in. I'd where we have to have he YouTube care. reaction videos. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but Superman's not in there either. No, he's not. Hey, we for the first time had two separate conversations simultaneously going on this podcast. Why were you doing that? You should know better. Sorry, Boy Wonder. Wait, did <laughs> yeah, we I just thought I was Gal Gadot. Did we just lose all that audio? We did. 
Nah, that's fine. Oh, okay. We'll just move on. Well, it's because you guys aren't listening to our conversation, and we're not listening to your conversation. Robbie was the one talking, and I started talking to him. I am the host. Just I just wanted to make an interjection. I wasn't really having a conversation. Because mm. I, mm. I saw this movie in the Sounds theater. Sounds like it's a, a good time to maybe take a break and talk about the rules of podcasting. I'm going to try to escape. Break. Well, we already tied you down to your chair, so I'm jumping out the window. This movie has made us all frantic. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have more to say on probably some of the subjects we brought up. Gal Gadot checking her emails and finding out that the Justice League is real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep bringing that up so I'm dead. But, we, could uh, probably, we could probably talk about Batman too. That's the thing. When we come mm. back, we're gonna do. We're gonna kind of hone in uh, on some Batman because that is the show we listen to. Better Rang. So we'll be right back with more Bat Talk. Thank you again for listening. See you soon. Hey guys, Mike Burge here. Just wanted to pop in real quick to tell you you should head over to StoryScreenBeacon.com all month long in November. We're going to be having all of our writing staff presenting articles um, on movies or TV series or just basic cinematic stories, whether they are film, TV shows, uh, characters or people behind the camera that they really, really enjoy in the film world. Uh, it's all part of a series we're calling Story Screen Thanks. It's for Thanksgiving and it's in November if you get it. Uh, so definitely go over there and check that out. Uh, follow us on Instagram at story underscore screen underscore beacon and we will be uploading uh, pictures and links storyscreenbeacon.com go over there and check them out. Comment if you like it. Get in touch with them. Writers would love to know if you enjoy the things that they are writing, and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Batarang, Story Screens, Batman Podcast. We've been talking about Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, the longest title, uh, period. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, Batman we'll, v Superman. Batman v Superman, thank That's you. That's a quarter. Shorten it a little bit. So it just, yeah, so it's um, be too long. It's a mad, 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 mad Justice League. So the reason... <laughs> Ink good. is money. The reason that uh, you know we talk about this movie is because it is a Batman movie. This is a Batman podcast. So I'd like to take the... Kind of try and focus in on the Batman chunks, the Batman elements of this movie and kind of... Talk about it against our Batman experience that we've gained through doing this podcast. We're nearing the end of our kind of ride with the franchise. Unfortunately, it is in this, uh, with these flicks coming up. I don't but, think I like uh, Batman anymore. <laughs> the, it's hard. It's, you know, when you really think about Batman as a whole in, in movies, um, it's really kind of weird to think about that there's not a ton of strong Batman movies. There's some like top tier like some of the best batman movies that end up being best movies ever and then just like some real trash that's good shovel around but um so yeah so with batman with superman uh i think a lot of what gets what has been talked about with this movie is that um the batman bits are kind of the saving grace of the film Watching it again, I, I was also one of those people where I was just like, you know, I like Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, I kind of like some of the scenes that he has in the movie. Watching it again, I, I don't feel as passionate about that idea. I still stand by it uh, to a certain extent, but I'm curious to kind of open the floor uh, to you guys and and kind of see how, how do we feel about... Let's start with Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, I mean, he's fine. Like, as a performance, he's he's okay. You know, they're going 
for Batman as an older man, which hasn't really been done with any other Batman movies. Well, Dark Knight. Dark Knight rises. Dark Knight rises, kind of. They're trying to do that, but you know, I'm making him like a kind of crippley old man. Ben, that ben Aff- very uncrippled. Actually, D- Jeffrey Dean Morgan that plays his dad in this, that plays Thomas Wayne. Yeah. That's like the comedian mm-hmm. the dude from Walking Dead, and uh, he was uh, originally pegged to play Batman. Bruce he would have been good in too. this movie. You wouldn't really good. And then it went to Ben Affleck, so they put him in as Thomas Wayne. And you know, he has that. He has that line that's like, "I'm older now than my father ever was." Yeah. Which is also, I just read, uh, fun for the listeners, because we, we did have an episode where we talked a lot about, like, Batman, external media, and kind of, like, comic books, video games, things like that. I just finished The Long Halloween uh, last night. Did you like it? It's a good I one. I really, really liked it. It was very fun reading um, post-Nolan movies, because, like, a lot of the DNA from that graphic novel is in those three movies, especially pacing-wise, which you would think it's, like, Nolan pacing, but it's a lot of, like, long because Long Halloween just, like moves in a really beautiful pacing I've never really seen in a graphic novel before. It's it's really great and like it's noiry but it's also like a gangster comes like a uh, Godfather-esque story happening at the same time but like tons of turmoil and infighting which I guess is also Godfather-esque. But uh it was really good but that line is actually in Long Halloween where he's at Bruce Manor and he's like I've owned this house almost as long as my father has owned it. Because, you know, at the point you see him in Long Halloween, he's he's not year one Batman anymore. He's He's been out of that for a while, and he's been Batman for a minute. Um, I think, for the most part, like, even in graphic novels, and I think a lot of us as readers of Batman, we we like old Batman. Old Batman, old worn Batman is a, is a Batman we can we can get down. With. It's an interesting it's an interesting twist on the classic character that everybody's come to know and like and mm-hmm. see in like that certain iteration of like in the cape crusading that he's doing, it's it's fun to kind of revisit oh, yeah. someone that's me... like past that now and is thrown back in and like their morals have slightly mm. changed with age. Yes. Let me ask you this though: Does any aspect of Batman's character in this movie reflect an elder Batman? Uh, I think his killing, his ability to kill, I Which, think is reflective. His of... moral compass is pretty much the only thing they're really focusing on. You know, he's yeah. still super fit. Uh, he's still super charming as Bruce Wayne. He's still super powerful as Bruce Wayne. Mm. Nothing's really been taken away from him. No. It's pretty much just the fact that like his moral compass has kind of gone off tilter. And Alfred, like the first interaction we have with Alfred is where he points that out, where it's like you're 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 being changed by the time that you've spent doing this, yeah. and it's it's gotten to you now, and you've lost track of like the reasons that you did this, which was to stop injustice, and you yourself are kind of falling into this kind of gray area of injustice right but at the same time they don't really so much work for this movie but but at the same time i'm about to bring it all down at the same time (laughs) they don't they don't really establish it enough so when you finally see batman do something like gun down a whole like dock of bad guys like gun them down and straight up murder them I found it super jarring, and I was basically, like, horrified the first time I saw it. Like, I was in the theater with my head on my hands going, what the fuck is going on? Who is this guy? Why is he wearing a Batman suit? Why is he killing people? (laughs) It's a well-choreographed fight I mean, he kills people in Batman Returns. That's different. That's different. And he laughs about it. You guys even in in this movie, even Superman is killing people and smiling about it. He smiles right before he smashes that guy through like two or three solid cement yeah, walls. That, that like dude's insides is, is turned to soup. 
He's human soup but on the inside. Batman Returns, that's a whole like weird Tim Burton thing more than it is. You guys said that yourself. Yeah, but, but... this is a whole weird Zack Snyder thing. Like, Batman <laughs> killing in film is not a brand new thing. It's not. It's just done to such a gratuitous level in it's... this because Zack Snyder is like a fuckboy. But, and and we've, we've always been, like, recently we've been so, um, so, like, accustomed to Batman not killing people and having a moral compass. That's the whole point of the Nolan trilogy. That's the whole point of the Nolan Mm -hmm. trilogy. So this movie just coming out of nowhere and Batman just gunning down people. It's, it's, it's fucking, you know, it's jarring. It's crazy. And I think it was supposed to be that though. I don't know. But it doesn't work. No, Like this is not supposed to work. I'm not arguing that. It does not work. We want, give the, give the, we all understand. Give the floor to Jack for one. You justify the Tim Burton thing that like he's killed before, right? In those Tim Burton movies. But like, when it happens in the Tim Burton's movies, you're like, that guy might, is, you know, that guy's probably dead. And it, like, happens once, but this is just like, that guy's definitely dead, and that guy's definitely dead, right. and yeah. that guy's it's definitely dead. And we it's joke, so much like, more confirmed kills you joke, in this movie. Batman's just throwing his hands up in between every single one, like, didn't have to save you. Didn't that have to didn't save you. Save, uh, yeah. Didn't I have to save it. you. Wasn't my grenade. Sorry. There's also, there's, unfortunately, it's actually before this movie came out, uh, there's a really good college humor uh, Batman, because you do the whole Batman kind of, like, character with uh, Pete Holmes playing mm-hmm. Batman and it's so funny but he has one where uh, he's like confronting Penguin who's played by Patton Oswalt and he's just killing people Patton Oswalt's just like dude you're killing all these people he's like no I'm just putting them to sleep no he's sleeping and it's kind of like it's almost like it's the same that's this college movie. humor and that's, right? that's yeah. the thing if, if it was if it if it gave time to that and that was like a plot point that that Batman is is against Superman philosophically because Superman is a god who has free reign to do whatever he does while at the same time enacting his own vengeance, um, being a vigilante but also murdering people and has lost sight to the point where he's even convincing himself that those people, like, yeah. beyond the joke that he's convincing himself, himself, like, it's justified or they died, like, kind of in the line of battle rather than him, like, actively, directly murdering people... Yeah. That would probably be a pretty interesting place for well, a Batman story to go. No, and this, this is, is so that is a plot point in this movie. It's just not well communicated. They, don't they communicate have it two at lines all. in particular. There's two lines in particular where he says criminals are criminals. They're the same as they've always been. That's his argument against Alfred when Alfred's like, you're going too far. And then he has the line where he talks about criminals are like weeds. You pull one up, one comes right back. Yeah. This Batman has been fighting criminals so long. He doesn't see them as people anymore. He doesn't see them as people anymore. He has no human empathy. Exactly. There's and a it's, difference between do, reading subtext and just doing all the writing for Oh, for sure. But we can, we can like, spend forever shitting on this movie. But I'm, I'm much more concerned with like uncovering maybe what, what the diamonds could have been. And what trying they, to what, they, what like, they were getting at, what they yeah, were trying what, like, to do. What like artist intent is? It's, it's like you know. Zack Snyder wanted to make a Punisher movie, but in Batman's clothing. The almost. thing is, like, it's it's weird because like Zack Snyder, uh, I'm, again, like I use the phrase on paper because like that's kind of like the director he is, uh, especially like making like live action graphic novel movies. But it, you would think that before Man of Steel comes out, it's like yeah, him doing maybe a Man of Steel movie or Batman movie is not the worst idea, and you see, it's just like. You don't. I don't think you like these mainstream heroes. Like I just don't. He just doesn't like them really. I mean, Batman. He seems to me have some connection with, but it's, I think he's into Batman. It's, Batman's it's like it's more of like Batman's a Watchman. Yeah. You know, he likes Rorschach and Watchman. It's more that vigilanteism. Sucker Punch has vigilanteism visually mm-hmm. written all over it. Like yeah. he's. Man of Steel at this point almost kind of feels like you know a stepping stone to be able to get to make a Batman movie. 
for sure. Because this is called Batman v Superman, but this is much more a Batman movie than it is a Superman movie. It just treats Superman as kind of like this uh, afterthought of the events of Man of Steel yeah. to be this catalyst to throw Batman into this story where he can have this kind of journey of self-discovery to learn that he has he has um, gone off the right path. Yeah. And he needs somebody like Superman, who he considers to be the big bad of the movie, to show him that, no, it's good for the sake of good. And they, they try to get that out there in a little yeah. bit. But Henry Cavill's Superman, his performance, his lines of dialogue, how he is presented visually... And through editing and pacing flat. is just he's flat. flat. He's a he's a fucking piece of wood. Yeah. He's absolutely nothing. He's an asshole most of the time. And when he's not an asshole, again, like he's just like it's just, he's just so morose and just like yeah, it's just some guy wearing a Superman yeah. costume. Like it doesn't feel like right. a Superman. Jerry, and what, I pick I picked this up on the IMDb tri- uh, the um the, the trivia. trivia page. Yeah, Superman only has like forty eight lines of dialogue. In this movie, <laughs> he has a lot of faces. He is quite stoic. <laughs> he, he he has like you know, he he has he's, he's barely only, given he's, anything to do. He's only Clark Kent for a little bit, but it, it is because I do think Zack Snyder is he he wanted this to be a Batman origin or Batman origin story, not origin in the sense of like learning who Batman is overall, but learning who Batman is in this universe, which is why he gives you like. The weird uh, Batman origin dream sequence of his parents dying. He explicitly the opens this with Batman's <clears throat> with Batman. I mean, Gets like, it out of the way. Almost, it, that's yeah. where you need to do it, and that's where you do it. You but get it out of the way. I agree with that. But as it's well. so like pornographic in the way he kills. It's Zack Snyder. It's, it's style over. Substance. It's just all oh, the beads come down with the rain, and it's super slow mo, and they just fall down like. Oh, I'm dying. It's we're like to- we're both your dead parents. It we're like, so totally dead. Exactly. Ah. It's like yeah, yeah. You see that? Yeah, you see his, his parents, parents are, are dying. Oh my god. So Dude, that's, oh. that's what he likes. Let me hit you with this, guys, because Spider-Man came out this year. Spider-Man: Homecoming, and obviously, like we've we're, had we multiple, like that movie. we've had multiple iterations of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. We've seen Spider-Man rebooted, not quite as many times as Batman, but almost close. Like, yeah, close. close. And. They used Civil War a little bit to introduce Spider-Man, but really, even in that context, aside from Spider-Man Homecoming, which is arguably, like, the new Marvel Disney take on a Spider-Man origin story. Yes. The way that movie played with the audience expectation of an or- of an origin story, which even Marvel has been c- criticized for lately of origin story fatigue with Doctor Strange. Right. That movie used the origin story in such a subtle, playful way that, yeah. mm-hmm. that this completely just is like hammered to the face. Like we, Mike, you said it yourself. We have to get this origin story out of the way. Like, mm-hmm. but we're still gonna fucking force feed it to you. It's almost like they, if you're gonna include it, it, Burge brings up a good point where it's like if you're going, if your choice is to include Batman in this movie and to include his origin story and not just trust your audience intelligence. Then yeah, well, you do it in the beginning. And again, like this is something but, we've talked like about said, before about almost. origin stories and origin fatigue in the sense that they call it, which I am against. I don't think that it exists. Or but, it, just no, doesn't, no, it doesn't affect you. No, no, no. It's yeah. not that it doesn't affect me. It's that I'm looking at it. I'm meeting the movies on their own terms, and I'm understanding okay. that if you're going to make a Batman movie that has a brand new Batman that is not Christian Bale, mm-hmm. you and audiences out there, it's not about how intelligent they are. It's about how dumb they may be, where they don't understand that this is not. The same Christian Bale Batman, only now 
played by Ben Affleck. He's older than him. It's easy for people to misunderstand that. So the very first thing they need to do is they need to show this is a different Batman, takes place in a different time period. The things like that did not happen. What happened with him with the Joker, with Heath Ledger's Joker, what happened to him with Bane and kind of Catwoman, that that did not happen. (laughs) Something else happened. And the way that you do that is show his parents get killed. So we get that out of the way in a completely different way than how it happened in that. And you move on from there. It's a different Alfred 100% 100% you could not get further away from Michael Caine's Alfred Weird. than Jeremy Irons yeah. I love Jeremy Irons Alfred I don't think he gets enough to do so it's hard to be impressed by him but I'm interested in this mechanical kind of year yeah. one Alfred where he's the tough he's the Lucius Fox Alfred. of I, like he, he yeah. builds everything and that's how it is he's they, always they put those everything. characters together which again yeah I'm not I'm not opposed to that necessarily it's what really sucks is that I think by the time this movie ended uh, when it actually came out, um, I forget the. Do you guys remember the year it released? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. This movie and Civil War came out one month, like with each yes. other, and which is kind of crazy. It to is think crazy, about. and then like Civil War is uh, really good, but this yeah. is not a Civil War podcast. This movie just came out last year. Yeah, yeah. But even in that time, I was about to say, even in that time, I thought we were a lot closer to the standalone Batman movie, um, which kind of like I think at the time again gave me more like. Well, we're gonna get to see the Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons and see them maybe do their own thing with a different director, and, and I'm I'm reserving my judgment. But I, as you guys know, the Matt Reeves, the Batman one that's coming out because it's gotten grounded. Ben Affleck is no longer writing. Dude, this is it. my point: is that I like, think that we're getting farther away. I don't think that Ben Affleck is going to be Batman in that movie. No, I think, I think that they're going to make him younger for the sake of the story, and that they are going to recast. I think that they've said Jack. You mentioned like they've said that they're going to be doing like. Uh, multiple kind of alternate universes kind of things so they can have multiple Jokers oh, Jesus and Christ. stuff like that. So Jared well, Leto isn't the only there? Joker. I thought you shared an article with me about that, how they were making a Martin Scorsese Joker. It's going to not take place. Yes, yes. So I feel like they're they're hedging they're, their bets on they're this. They're getting with out a, of the, right, the, Marvel the Martin Scorsese Joker. My well, brain deleted my, that. My point, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, okay. but the, the point is I, they're getting out of the Marvel race. They're getting out of this Avengers race where now they're trying to be like, no, we're going to use these properties that we own and we're going to tell whatever stories we kind of want. Whether we want to tell the gangster Joker story with Martin Scorsese, I assume it would be a gangster Joker story. Well, listen guys, maybe none of this will matter soon enough because Disney will just buy DC. (laughs) (laughs) They make good movies. I mean, they're about to buy 20th Century. No, that that fell apart. Did it actually fall apart? It did fall apart. Okay, because I remember... What's the official thing? Uh, Negotiations have ceased, but they could start up at any time, which puts us right back before it ever... We could start talking about it again. It could like, happen well, That's if you what want. it always was. I mean, I don't... I'm not really a fan of, like, monopolizing uh, entertainment, but I do want... Especially um, when that entertainment is going to blackmail individual publications. That's a whole other... That is story. a whole other conversation. Whole other, and this, is, again, is something that... I don't know if we've ever discussed it on any of the podcasts, but I know for a fact that me and Jack and Robbie, from time to time, have had discussions about theaters and movie theaters because we're we're opening one and it's going like it's the whole idea of like is this the right time for it and big chain movie theaters this is not going to be good smaller theaters it's going to be absolutely fine because the, the worst thing that can happen is that smaller theaters won't be able to show uh the big movies that like yeah. Disney would be putting out there, they get to choose. They get to go, all right, I have to either show this one Disney movie for a month and I lose these two other big movies that are coming out. 
And it's literally just going, do these two movies, will these two other movies that are also big movies, not smaller independents, they don't care about those. Yeah. It's the big uh, budget studio movies that they care about. So it's the idea, the new Star Wars comes out, but then just as an example, uh, there's uh, the Blade Runner 3 and uh, Shrek 6 are also <laughs> coming out <laughs> no, yeah, in yeah. that. Finally! I, I got you. Boots I got boots, you, Jack. Boots boots you. Boots. I've been waiting. <laughs> I got you. Uh, so it's the idea. It's like, do I want to show a new Star Wars movie for a month or do I want to be able to get access to Blade Runner 3 and Shrek 6? And at that point, whoever the programmer and the booker is at a theater or the company that's running it, it's a, it's an accounting for taste kind of thing. Yeah. They go, well, how many theaters around me are going to be showing Star Wars? They're going to be getting all of that money, but they're not going to be able to show these two movies. Mm -hmm. I could show these two movies instead, and I would get all the people that are interested in those, and you just have to garner the interest in those movies. Your is, your, is, your exactly. here, is your point here that Disney will prohibit you from showing those other two movies, or Disney is going to charge you so much for their movie that you can either afford the two smaller movies or the Disney movie. It's not about affording, it's time slotting. Wow. And so bigger theaters don't really have to worry about it. They have a lot of theaters. They can they Disney is saying you have to show Star Wars for a month as an example on oh, this many screens is, at okay, your place. So your point is that when you show a Disney movie, you are forced to show it for a certain amount, oh, a certain of, time. amount of time. And, and smaller theaters that only have like screens. three, four, five they screens, also, it eats up a lot I of this stuff. Also, Last Jedi is that, demanding yeah. like even, even larger percentage of ticket sales than they ever it's had like before. 65%. I think it's like, I think it's, yeah, it's something like, some, something like that versus the Between 60 and 80%. Amount. This was something yeah. that happened a couple years ago too, if you guys remember with The Hateful Eight with Quentin Tarantino, where mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino got his heart absolutely broken uh, when people are reading a script early? No, or? no, no, no. Well, not, not with yeah, that, because that uh, sucks, but I'm glad he still made the movie. But um, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens was coming out, and one of oh. Quentin Tarantino's biggest <clears throat> dreams was to have his... Uh, his have a film at... Um, is it The Dome? I can't... The Dome in, in L.A. I can't remember the name of the theater now, and it's escaping me, What's and I'm so sorry. What's the name so of sorry. his theater? The New Beverly? He's got the New Beverly cinema, yeah. But there's a theater... It's the it's one of the the best theaters in the world to see a movie yeah. and and Quentin Tarantino grew up in L A always wanted to have it, get a movie in there and none of his movies ever made it in there and he finally got the chance to get Hateful Eight in there and Force Awakens came in and they said we want to have our movie in there it's releasing around the time of Hateful Eight and Force Awakens was like we want that place for three solid months you cannot and they were like you either pick Quentin Tarantino or you pick us and we're fucking Star Wars and they dropped Hateful Eight. Lifelong dream of Quentin Tarantino. He got it and they dropped it at the last second and put Star Wars in there. And Quentin Tarantino was like not even angry. He was upset. Like he was just distraught. And it was one of the worst things. And that is what they're doing right now. Disney has become the bad, like they're the empire in yeah. Star Wars. Like it's just like they, they started out as this thing that everybody was like oh hey maybe oh look they're gonna they're gonna make everything great and then like no no we're stormtroopers and we're bad guys and we're just going to rule the galaxy now with a tyrannical fist and it really sucks because like they have access to all of these great things like we're you're gonna go see a new indiana jones movie yeah you're gonna go see a new star wars you're gonna go see new marvel movies it doesn't matter how disinterested you are in the platform or how it looks like you're gonna go check it out yeah and i mean there are people out there that might not like I like Batman and I like Superman, but I did not see this movie in theaters. Yeah, I waited until it the was yeah. up on uh, HBO Go for free 
or quote unquote free. Right. I, I subscribed to it. So yeah. then I was able to watch it. And, but I don't see that happening with tentpole stuff like Star Wars, especially. Everyone goes to see Star Wars. It's, it's just like a thing. I definitely want to. One day when like the websites are really going at full steam and the theaters open, I want to do like a like a daily news podcast where we kind of like can have <laughs> these kind of conversations about movies and like really like because I think I think everything you said is really great and I I do think it's it's only going to become like even bigger conversation especially as the octopus Watchmen monster proper starts to kind of like absorb all these properties and and become. Because of their brutally excellent efficiency. It would be crazy if Disney yeah. bought DC, though, and we started getting, like, Spider-Man and Superman crossover. Oh just like we God. did that's, in the almost, It's almost like, I don't even want that. It's, <laughs> it's weird. But uh, to kind of rein it, and, and thank you for kind of giving the insight. Yeah, absolutely, I digress, yeah. absolutely. But uh, to kind of rein it back in, um, let's talk about kind of the more shallow elements of the movie, because I'm still trying to, like, pull the diamonds out of the rough. What do you guys think of the, just like even the, the Ben Affleck Batman suit or things like that? Fuck like, it. You don't like it? I no. like the suit. I, well, the, I suit the suit is cool. fine. That big mech thing, the Dark Knight Returns big mech thing, he has to fight I think Superman. That's cool too. I thought that looked stupid. It like It's cool, but it looks stupid. I agree with yeah. both of you. The, yeah. one thing, the one thing I'll say, if you want to give a positive, I sure. did like how when Batman and Superman finally fight, Finally, is when they the finally word. fight, you're leaning in here. I want to hear you're this. on a thread. You oh, you want to hear what I? The one thing I like about this, mm-hmm. when Batman starts fighting Superman, he's got a plan to fight Superman. Yeah. He's got that fucking kryptonite. He's gonna be like, I'm gonna put that kryptonite gas in your face, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna punch you, my big old mech hand, <laughs> right? A sweet punch, and that's pretty good. And when he's yeah. doing that, Superman's like, Oh fuck, what is what? what? Hey, I'm just real strong. I don't know how to do kung fu. Right, yeah. but Batman's like getting up the upper Give hand, the right? Kung fu, yeah. And then there's a turn mm. where Superman stops taking those punches because the kryptonite gas is worn off. Yeah, right. how his, his head just keeps hitting with the punches, and then all of a sudden it's he like not, nothing's no, happening. No that is it. Yeah. And then Superman retaliates and starts hitting Batman, and Batman, and you can. This is maybe the best direction in the whole film. You can see. The cogs turning in Batman's ha- head, where he's like, "I'm fucking fighting Superman." Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh oh fuck! And My plan didn't work, and now I'm he's, fighting. He's Superman. even got like it's almost uh, cartoony, where like yeah. he's got his hands up, where he's like, Ooh, wh- "No, no, no, oh, hold on, hold oh, on, shit. No, hold on, hold on." a guy with glowing eyes. Just, let me explain. <laughs> I really thought that would work, and now that I know it didn't, I'm only kidding. Luckily, he brought two green gas grenades, so those ones. Well, he had like oh, a whole like God, grenade, the whole thing, yeah, but but uh. You know, you can't look at this fight scene without thinking of uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns and thinking of yeah. the fight scene that it's from, where Batman is wearing literally the exact same suit, which is fine. Um, but that fight is so fundamentally, di- and fun- I mean fundamentally in terms of like what makes that fight happen mm-hmm. in Dark Knight Returns versus what makes this fight happen in Batman v Superman. Ugh, very different. Very different. Where it's like, you know, it's not where Superman's just like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. Batman's just like, fuck you. Where in in the Dark Knight Returns, it's basically the President of the United States puts a hit out on Batman. It's Ronald just, Reagan, isn't it's it? It's Ronald Reagan. It's yeah. just like, hey, uh, Superman, Superman's just like, I'm the... Superman uh, in the comic book, in that comic book specifically, he stands on like, Superman represents the law and, like, the American law and the Constitution, almost, are just kind of, like, what the written law is. And Superman is basically a nuclear weapon that abides by the state. 
Whereas Batman is he he exists outside the law, and old man Batman continues to orbit around the law and kind of like become more thrown out of orbit to even make his own like private army at some He's point. He's very in the book. much like a populist kind of. Oh, absolutely, figure. and that and this is the dichotomy between the two characters in the book. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally have their fight, and you see them fight, and Batman, the thing is like what Jack brought up, which is a really great. Uh, ca- like acting direction for Ben Affleck to have when he's fighting Superman is is just not the point of what that fight would have been in the comic books because right. the point of the comic books is that Batman's like Batman you wanted can, Superman Batman wa- is, is tricking him into this false sense of security yes. like Batman's like yeah beat the fucking shit out of me I know I'm not winning this fight I never planned right. to win the fight but, but this is also present in this movie though as well but to a certain that's extent. why he doesn't launch right out with the kryptonite gas. He wants to weaken Superman where he's like, that's all you got. Or just like Tusken Raiders spear him. and sound and stuff uh, like that. And then he wants to get him into a false sense of security right. with the smoke cloud where he can shoot another smoke cloud at him and he just catches it and it's right there in his face and it got him. Yeah, his hubris kind of... Yeah, and, and the whole point is to get get enough gas in him to get him down to the spear so he can kill him. He just didn't think the gas would fade away so quickly. He thought he yeah. would have enough time. And the other thing about... Uh, Dark Knight Returns is that <laughs> Jeremy's face is so funny. Right Jeremy's now. dying. <laughs> Batman goes into that fight knowing that Superman probably won't kill him because yeah. Batman knows that that Superman, that comic book Superman, has ideals. Right. In this movie, we're dealing with a Superman who breaks the necks of people who get in his way. So who fucking knows? He doesn't like to. It's the origin of the idea with the Batman story of an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Superman cannot be beaten. He cannot be defeated. And Batman will not stop what he's doing. And And Superman goes to stop him. And he's like, you're going to have to kill me. And Superman's like, you know I'm not going to do that. And and Batman's just like, where do we go? Where do we go from here? And Batman, the clever little trickster that he is... Mm. Has this whole plan that's it's all about making Superman look left while you know he's going right. Yeah. The prestige. The prestige. One might say. And yes. Batman in, in The Dark Knight Returns basically does the same thing to Superman that the Joker does to Batman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. totally. Makes sense that he would learn kind of from, from the best of his adversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Leto is a very good teacher. Oh, God. <laughs> I own a strip club. Oh, that movie, <laughs> that, that, that movie, I will not let you guys bully me into seeing. Okay. I'm drawing the fucking line. Why, here's a question. Here's a question about Please. that DC universe. Why is the Joker still alive? If this Batman will just murder willy-nilly... Why is why is Jared Leto in this big DC universe still I alive? No, exactly why that is. Why? Because, it because this, movie this movie sucks. You're right, yeah, yeah. and You're does 100% not know what right. it's doing. It doesn't. Almost is... like DC is rushing. Um, yeah, almost yeah. like they're trying to do what copy exactly what Marvel's doing without earning it or having, uh, oh, I don't know, intelligent artists at the front <laughs> to be able to write great stories and execute those stories. Find uh, a cast of characters that have a dynamic as absolutely amazing as those. Avengers in that original film my god how did they find all those famous people that worked so well together the fact that Mark Ruffalo can bounce off of Chris Hemsworth just as well as uh, Robert Downey Jr. can bounce off of Chris Evans and how Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy Renner can bounce off of each other but also it's, work with Mark Ruffalo it's absolutely insane like, like okay shout out to Kevin. you have two seconds to name me an actor that is not in a Marvel movie go shit nope Jackie Chan Will okay. Smith well, he's in oh, DC. Marvel? Yeah. Oh, Marvel? Yeah. He said Marvel. No, no, he's right. But that's right. not fair, because you had like 10 seconds. Well, Will Smith Robbie is also always seconds, my go-to. Should have just said Jackie Chan. 
<laughs> Always say Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, he ain't doing shit. Yeah, that's true. Before, no, he just put out a movie. Like Chris a Tucker. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, right. yeah. Marlon Brando. Yeah, right. well, Charles Chaplin. Way Charlie Chaplin. Charles Chaplin. <laughs> He's God. never been Spider-Man. He would, make, he, Spider-Man. he would make a great Marvel villain, Charlie Chaplin. He would make yeah. a great Iron Man, who Robert Downey Jr. played, Iron, and also Charlie Chaplin. So. Oh, that's a good, that's a good uh, inside baseball. The point right? is, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jeremy. My brain zero. is fucking yes. melting because, like, you're you're talking about Dark Knight Returns and how they set up like ba- Batman and Superman's relationship. It's like it that's it's, that sounds so compelling. I've never read Dark Knight Returns, but that sounds what? so. Com- I have. Oh, it's, what? It is it is really compelling because they they spent. It's like how in Long Halloween. You don't get, and which is like a Dark Knight as well, uh, the movie. You don't get Two Face until the very end. Right. But it makes when you finally get Two Face because you understand the psychology of Harvey Dent. Broken my brother. Where it's like you finally get Two Face. It's just like, oh, is this what you wanted? What He's really fucking terrifying? And then, you know, what really breaks when me? You finally have them fight. It's it's traumatizing because you're just like, I don't want you guys. It's to watching. Do this. It's watching mommy and daddy fight. Yeah. That's the Whereas whole, in yeah. this movie, you're just like. Can you guys fucking fight? Fight already and get it over. Yes, 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 seriously. I've got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I got to take a. It's called Batman v Superman. I know it's gonna happen. Just let's fucking get on. They they have this great source material, and they have all these great reasons why these two characters that can fight, and they just fucking waste it. Zack Snyder flips the book. He doesn't read it. It's mind-boggling. It's It's really fucking mind-boggling. Also, too, I know that we're getting towards the end of this. I just wanted to say... We haven't even talked about fucking Lex Luthor. I know, I was going to say, Doomsday sucks and Lex Luthor sucks. Uh, Just to get that that out there, if you guys want to go on top of that anymore, I I really don't think that there is anything beyond Lex Luthor in this movie... They're trying to go for the whole uh, Gene Mark Hackman, Zuckerberg. Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah. Throwing a little bit of the Mark Zuckerberg in there where and he's kind of eccentric. Yeah. A lot of Heath None Ledger's of it Joker works. A lot of yeah, Heath Ledger's seriously. Joker. There's one point where he's wearing a purple jacket and a green shirt. And I'm like, guys, on, you guys. I, it's, it's a little too soon, even though I know you implied the Joker's in this universe, which didn't can offend you, me Can as you imagine uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor? Acting in a scene with Jared Leto's Joker. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. That actually sounds like something that I would pay $15 to go see just pay, for that one. If it was just a 15-minute scene, a dollar per minute, uh, give, me, give me that. Give me that shit. I'll watch it. Oh, man. This movie makes me really sad. Because another thing they completely waste is Superman's death. Death of Superman is a shitty comic i know it's a shitty idea everybody knew he was coming back the only good thing that came out of it is you know we got like we got like three really cool 90s uh superman like versions you know we got steel uh we got cyborg superman we got uh Superboy, which was really kind of fun um and we got uh What's that like? Cool, like oh, that is cyborg, the futuristic one. Mm-hmm. What turned out to be the cyborg Superman yeah. with the mullet, the fucking oh, mullet. mullets, man. But I think one of the biggest deals in this is that uh, there's a moment in watching BVS DOJ uh, <laughs> when we just watched it. There's a moment. There's a Kill moment me, in yeah. it where uh, Bruce, uh, Batman calls uh, Super uh, Bruce Wayne calls Clark Kent's son. Mm. And at the party, he says, well, that's the thing, son. 
And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. This Batman is heavily older than what Clark, what Superman would be his True. age. True. And I think the thing is, Henry Cavill is a little too old. If they had brought him down more, maybe even more to like a Tom Welling Smallville age, like not necessarily a teenager, but maybe like 22, 23 and more of a super boy who's kind of still like an asshole and not learning correctly. This is a full grown man who is yeah. making morally questionable decisions but is talking about being like this totally moral person. Yeah. And it comes across as hypocritical and I don't think that they meant that. That's what makes me think that they don't really care about the character of Superman enough to be able to explain exactly why this guy is doing the things that he's doing and why he doesn't really seem to care. Yeah. People call him out and they're like, you need to answer for the crimes that you did by like destroying half a city uh, to save us from this person, which yeah. makes no sense. And then they go in and he, he shows up, but we don't get to see any, there's no shift in his character that shows that like, this is something that I need to answer for. These people, I, I need to, I need them to trust me. I need them to understand where I'm coming from. He just shows up and he's all grumpy. He doesn't give a shit what people think of him, which like Spider-Man doesn't give a shit what people think of him because he's so like altruistic. Uh, altru- altruistic. Altruistic. Thanks boys. You had it. Um, Signed on ba- Batman doesn't give a shit what people think of him he, he's willing to be the bad guy if he has to be which you learn about in like uh, Dark Knight Superman I don't I, I feel like Superman and I, I kind of like this about his character is like, I imagine Superman like wants people to like him because he wants to fit yeah. in Superman very like, much Clark Kent wants to fit in Clark Kent has mm-hmm. no problem fitting in mm-hmm. Superman wants to fit in Superman wants to be a hero He's just like no, I like I want people to like me. Like I don't even wear a mask. Like I, I I do these nice things for you. This is kind of like the vibe I've always kind of gathered from Superman, where he he wants to be the hero, not for to like you know get like a discount at your local McDonald's, but just to have people like <laughs> like him because he's like I care so much about you as humans. I love humans. You I are one hundred. That. that is exactly the character of Superman, and that is. so... Such a departure from what a we're person seeing. who has like barely read any Superman comics yes. and does not really understand the character of Superman through how he was it developed presented. through like the fifties and everything else. Yeah, Zack Snyder is rich and was probably presented with tons of comic books mm. to be able to learn exactly how to do Man of Steel and BVS DOJ. It's just ignorance. It's, it's ignorance absolute to the ignorance because or disinterest. We, we've spent the entire podcast so far describing all the minutia of ways that this movie could have been better. We've done so much work <laughs> yeah. for Zack Snyder. It's true. I, it's too you late, should, obviously. It's <laughs> late. But like, and we're going to go... We haven't talked about the movie. We've just talked about ways that the movie could have been better. Yeah. Which is a good way to criticize a movie. Yeah. It's not interesting not to talk about the plot because guess what? <clears throat> there isn't one. No, no, no. This no. movie sucks. This movie it's sucks. It's not, I, I mentioned it. I'm not commenting on yeah. inability to talk about it. I'm commenting on how there's no point. I mentioned it before. It's like a, it's like a, a bunch of scenes that are strung together with nothing. It's just like it's not like a mirage. There's... It's like a just kind of like a quilt that, but someone just made it a scarf. What like, is that fucking? Ooh. What is that fucking Wait. Batman dream sequence? Like the Mad Max Batman dream oh, sequence? It's, it's what? Yeah, we it's talked about that earlier. It makes no fucking sense at you all. Got that from the movie? I do really, oh. really like about Le- one thing. I love about Lex Luthor. Okay. Oh God. The Jolly Rancher scene oh my because God. of how insanely <laughs> odd it crazy. is. What the fuck is that scene doing? Was that like, there's too many angles from a camera, from multiple cameras for that to be 
improvised. It's not yeah. like he was just like, well, I'll just do how how do you like that one, Zach? Love it, Jesse. Love it. Let's did take you, it again. Did you have those Jolly Ranchers in your pocket the whole time? Also, I didn't get did someone give them to no, him? No, no, no. He's going know. through a bowl. He likes No, he he, he picks up a bowl at the beginning of the scene and he's like going through them. And look, when you're talking about acquiring kryptonite and then you're gonna put jo- a Jolly Rancher into somebody's mouth, you make it green apple. You make it green. You make it look like the kryptonite crystal. This is very simple. This is easy stuff. It's a wink wink because him just putting a cherry Jolly Rancher in the guy's mouth makes absolutely no sense. This movie sucks. Another way this movie could have been better. The green apple. Green Jolly Rancher. Let's start at the basics, Zach. They got everything wrong. Everything. Yeah. Except for, I like like Ben Affleck as Batman. I think that he's not given enough to do and the dialogue in this movie is so shitty that... There's not a lot to do, but I am very interested in seeing him and especially Jeremy Irons you, Alfred. Do you like him as like both Bruce Wayne or as Batman? As both. As both. I right. think as Bruce Wayne, he comes across as more of a kind of uh, um, like Indiana Jones type. He's kind of an adventurer. He goes yeah. to these places to find these people and I, he infiltrates yeah. using wish, Bruce Wayne. I wish we got he to see... He does shit outside of Batman. Outside yeah. of Batman. That's I, interesting. I never Captain thought I would, want to, I would say this, but it's like I want to see Ben Affleck's Batman in a boardroom meeting. <laughs> where where it's like where the, even in Long Halloween like you have scenes You'd like I know it sounds so fucking weird I know it's not like him fighting Superman him, him no not, no not Superman okay, Superman's not let there. me get this alright sure let me set the stage mm. boardroom meeting got a bunch of rich guys sitting around a table Bruce Wayne is there one of the other board members pulls out his business card shows Bruce Wayne his business card Bruce Wayne's like it's pretty good. There's that off-white eggshell. It's and we we cast get this. We cast Christian Bale in the role. Mm. How about that? You're kind of making Bruce Bruce Wayne seem like a sociopath. Uh, something like that. And yeah. then Bruce Wayne says, "Well, check out my card," and he just flings down a batarang into the middle of the table. <laughs> oh my! He's like, <laughs> and he goes, "I'm Batman, bitches!" And everybody goes, "Yeah, Bruce." We all know We've that all you're Batman. Forever. We've known the we, whole. There's literally time. no one else in this city. That is that tall, <laughs> that rich, and dude, you you are so muscular. You are abnormally muscular for a man that doesn't have to. You have butlers and maids, and you are ripped. You're obviously Batman. Well, well, it's know. we can see your mouth. Do you know how many times I pick up my business card and just cover like your, the your head, the nose up, and I go, yeah, that's Batman. I, I I have pictures of Batman on my phone. You're in the newspaper. We know that you're Batman. And that guy that writes for the Daily Planet with the glasses, we know that's Superman. That's Superman. We know what somebody Diana looks like Prince without glasses. Diana down at the museum, that's Wonder Woman. You guys are not doing anything to your faces enough. <laughs> we can see that it's you. You've been around for 60 years. You haven't aged at all. Obviously, you're Batman. <laughs> Oh my god! And the fucking weird P ninety X like <laughs> montage scene, you know, yeah. where he pulls on the cyborg tires. is obviously cyborg. The dude is half machine. He's flipping pancakes down at the diner. We know that we that's, know cyborg. that's cyborg. He's not fooling anybody. He likes to give a lot back. That's the thing about cyborg. Yeah, we know that guy that <laughs> spends all his time in the bottom of the ocean yeah. is Aquaman. I just realized uh, them calling. The dude that gets his uh, that gets his legs cut off at the at the beginning from the uh, Metropolis incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. His name's Wally. Is that supposed to be a pun on like Wally West, who is one of the Flash? Like this guy. I don't fucking know. This they guy shot gets Jimmy Olsen in the face. No, that's what I get. I'm getting at is like they get this guy, and they're like, "Oh, Wally West lost his legs, so he can't be the Flash." 
So now Barry Allen, who is the Flash that we're getting. Mm-hmm. No. Again, I think you're doing way too much work. I'm that. trying to like make have some fun. And, and, and yeah, I'm also, I'm you're gonna go through this whole fucking song and dance again with Justice League in two weeks. Yeah, so, just a, real quick, I sent. Uh, so I'm on IGN. Uh, IGN, they do a lot of like video game coverage things like that. Uh, you probably know them if you listen to the show. Uh, but they, they do, I like them. But uh, they they've been putting out a lot of Justice League clips. Which makes me think that the movie's just not that good, which is why they are putting out so much of the movie mm. just for free. But uh, also, the movie's going to be like three hours long. Probably, yeah. Also, so. yeah. No, actually, this movie's actually the it's shortest. Cut, it's a little leaner. It's right? under two hours, actually. Ooh, sweet mercy! Whoa. Wow, Christmas come Ooh. early. I think Ooh. it's like a hundred and seventeen minutes. That's literally insane. I cannot I'm wait down. for more Ben Affleck Batman. I cannot wait for more Gal Gadot Wonder Woman, and for the complete opposite reasons of that. One is, I can't wait to see Wonder Woman again. I'm so excited to see that character again. One is, I cannot wait to see what Ben Affleck can do with Batman after the fact of getting critiqued and everything like that. But I cannot wait for all of the fun, little, dumb, stupid things Jason Loma is going to do as Aquaman. I cannot wait for all of the memes and the inside jokes and the quotes that we can say. I, I'm so excited You're about it. You're not wrong for feeling that way. So, Robbie, when we left Thor, yes, do you remember I proposed to you, we were walking out of Thor, and I said, Robbie, what are the chances? What are the statistics? What is the, the smallest, even worst-case scenario, the, 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 um, the chance that... Justice League will be not even good, but like okay. Yeah. And at that point, I had only seen Man of Steel and I had seen Wonder Woman. Man of Steel, yeah. for me, like I'm not as offended by Man of Steel as you guys are. No, I, I think it was. I, I oh, enjoy it. I don't hate it. It's Man just kind of like me. if, if I, Justice I really League. don't like it, but it's not. Let me put it I'm this way it. if Justice League is as okay as Man of Steel, to me, that will be a surprise. But I had seen Man of Steel and I had seen Wonder Woman. And I told and I you, when you, you asked me that, I told you... None. None. I was like, there's no way And I was like, you know, you're probably right. I agree with you. But like, maybe that's like, saying none is maybe a little bit harsh. But I agreed with you at the time. Yes. Now that I've seen this movie... There is n- and seeing the the clips that you have sent to me, <laughs> we, I said I said Burge. It's like the clips are doing the opposite thing it that is. they're supposed to. Yeah, it's like it's no. like hyped on the movie. It's like way. Oh, I'm kind of stepping no. back now. This movie does not have a snowball's chance in hell of being even if it was even like one not. Tenth. If it was already like a weird Frankenstein movie where you have to have Zack Snyder leave, what seems to be like a good chunk into production of the film and have Josh Sweden come on. Um, all these things. So the, many reshoots. There's so many reshoots. The turmoil that's happening with Ben Affleck as Batman, which I don't, I don't think would affect this movie. But like, it's like if you think about like when you work at a place and you have to think about like team morale and things like that. What could team morale be during the shoot? I, I mean, don't know. and again, these clips, that, these clips that we've ever. gotten where we're finally seeing these characters interacting with each other on the same set, it's just like there is absolutely zero fucking chemistry. That's, you you yeah, mentioned I said that, that like, last night. And you're yeah. absolutely right. There is like zero chemistry between these characters. And it's insane. Yeah. And it's insane. Like, you you know, have had to wring that out. I, I've only seen Avengers once on the small screen. And I remember. It was before we did any stories and stuff, and kind of before I, I got over myself and started looking at Marvel movies again. When I watched Avengers, and I still stand by this, it's like, listen, if you don't, even if you don't love, like, kind of the actual plot of Avengers, 
the best thing about that movie is the chemistry between all the characters. It's because fun. they have fun, they like each other, and it's like, I always wanted to see these people talk to each other, and it's super much, it's mm-hmm. super like the comics, and it makes a ton of uh, sense. Those characters have personality, and have fun, and yes. make jokes, and like, enjoy existence company, at yeah. all. From, I'll, I'll finish on this point, with this one, with, Marvel and DC, the difference between them can be kind of uh, culminated into uh, one scene taken from the Avengers and one scene taken, one shot essentially taken from the Avengers and one shot taken from BVS DOJ. <laughs> every time. <laughs> that every is time. so good. <laughs> that is uh, the first time that we see our team together for yes. the first time in one big shot where they are all in frame. Mm-hmm. And in the Avengers, it is one of the greatest shots of any movie ever where they have finally all come together. Mark Ruffalo is hulked out. Stop the first thing. They get down. You know it. It's where it spins around oh, them. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's essentially a comic book panel come to life. And they're all doing their one little thing. And they're together. And they're about to fight. Yeah. And it's amazing. I can see it in my head. Yeah. Very vivid. It's, it's burned in like yeah. it. Yeah, it's awful, crazy. awful, awful memory. That image is burned into my brain. This shit is iconic. BVSDOJ. The shot is slow motion, super dark because there's fire lighting behind them of just Batman holding a gun, Wonder Woman standing in the middle, and then Superman just kind of like, here we go. Uh, No, he's kind of just like standing beside, they're just kind of like looking at the bad guy off camera with nothing going on, and And it's slow motion and stale and static, and and um, it sucks. And far back, it sucks. Yeah. Like it's not, it's like not a well shot. Yeah. Shot. And the entire Doomsday fight, it, it's just, it's like, you guys made me watch a three hour fucking movie so you could fight some gray mush monster? Fuck, mm. fuck you! Like, what do you mean? Like, you're, I don't want that. Absolutely right. like, she'd be very mad that. about that. Yeah, like, it's fucked up. It's supposed to be like Zod resurrected, and it's, which. It's just nonsense. I mean, we I literally about, don't even want to talk about that no, stupid. I don't want to talk about I any don't. Of it that's like, none of it makes um, sense. They just shoehorned it in there. This is how bad this movie has fried our brains. We've all, like, liberally used literally this whole podcast, and I think we all make a strong effort not to do that. Yeah. What, use the term literally? Yeah. 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 It's true. When you said literally, I was like, oh, we're all fucked. Yeah. (laughs) We're fucked. I literally don't want to talk about that. Okay. You don't want to talk about this movie? No. Or just uh, like the last... I don't want to talk about the thing that you started talking about because I literally don't want to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Which which act... What were you talking about again? This movie doesn't have like a a traditional structure. It doesn't have any structure. Again, it's just a bunch of scenes put, put on... It's like it's, it's it's like when you go into iMovie and like you can make a timeline. It's it's like let's get all this shit and just put it together. <laughs> like there's one scene where just Batman out of nowhere is like having a. It's it makes no sense. It, it's crazy. <laughs> Jesus Batman, Christ, Rob. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because Batman is Robbie having a, is having a short circuit. <laughs> Batman's having a. A dream, but there's no reason for you to think he's having a dream. The Mad Max part. Batman, no, no, no. Batman's okay. even before that when he no. goes into the when he goes tomb to, of his mother and, and Man Bat comes out. And and like, like, it's, it's insane. Oh, right. And then he wakes up. He wakes up next to a woman, next to a girl. Who it's just like, who the fuck is this? We already figured that it? out. It's Alfred in a wig. It's Alfred oh, in a wig. Do you come back to bed, Master Wade. Please. <laughs> Zack Snyder wants you to know. Batman fucks. Batman fucks. Batman, Batman, Batman fucks. Batman Bruce fucks. Wayne fucks. Bruce Wayne fucks. Batman, also, Batman fucks like one person. Also, his Man of Steel 
he also fucks in bathtubs oh, with yeah. his clothes on. Oh my god! And just making life a living hell for the whoever lives in the apartment below them. Yeah, just, just overflowing just, the bathtub. Yeah. When he Ruining comes in, he's soup. like, "I was gonna cook you dinner," and he's just got like a bag of flowers, and he's coming into the bathroom like, yeah. "You're gonna cook the flowers in the yeah. bath." I was going doing? to boil these flowers. With I, his uh, this shop. is what you humans it's, eat. It's, I'm it's not with from his Earth. Vision, you know. Lois, you know I get most of my nutrition from the sun. I do know that. You <laughs> fucking weirdo. So these flowers Super. also. Photosynthesis. Super. Super. <laughs> Flowers great. again. That's great. I love it when you make dinner, honey. Um, Lois is sorry. <laughs> how good just would like the Rain Man version of Superman in this? He's just like kind of simple, Brutally like really sweet, and, like but yes, also but, like, <laughs> would make more sense in this context. This movies already brutally offensive. Movies brutally offensive. So True. Just, if you're a fan of comic books, if you've read one comic book that's not Superman, you still should be offended. Uh, I want to wrap this up because I'm done. But does anyone have? Yeah, I'm just uh, getting started here. I'm just oh, gonna oh yeah, well, you got so many bits, Jeremy. Uh, you mentioned you had a big axe to grind. I want to. Do you have anything else to I, add? I fucking hate this movie. I, I this is <laughs> this is quite I, this is probably like the worst movie I've seen in a theater, like in the past, like since I started like really paying attention to movies. You've seen a lot, of and I've seen a lot of fucking movies in yeah. theaters, like good, good and bad. Like most bad movies. I just forget about it and I move on. This movie, even Suicide Squad, this movie keeps, up this movie keeps me up at night. This, <laughs> like, thinking bad. about yeah. this, this movie just like angers me and how someone, someone as as talented as Zack Snyder could fuck this up so bad. I think it's not. I think he is talented. Dude, he come started. On. With I love Dawn of the Dead too, that. but let's 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 let's. Come on. I like Watchmen too, and I like parts of Three Hundred. But I also say like I like I like Watchmen, but like there I I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that that's a, a good check. Okay. For him. All right. Let me rephrase that for you. Just give you a synonym. Capable. How's yes. that? Like, Can you deal with that? He's, he's a very capable he director, be. but he especially with put, all of that money. Yes. But he put out something this fucking awful and this fucking Again, offensive. Again, I don't think it's it's not just his fault. A lot of it is his vision, and it's a lot of it's a lot of I think the studio. It's a lot of the studio not giving him reins enough and mm-hmm. a lot of the studio telling him what to do. When Definitely, a studio you know? does not give you the time or the resources to really try and do something, especially when it's something that is so iconic, whether it's a new thing or an old thing, whether it's Batman or it's like True Detective. When True Detective Season 2 came out, they were not given enough time to <laughs> no, really were, try no, and make it. Yeah. And so they had that, to shamble it together real fair. quick. you know. Yeah. And that's just, a, that's just a fair statement. And it's a fact. They were not giving enough time and resources because, again, True Detective is another example of, like, there's talent on this set, but the outcome is not as great as, like, I think what the talent could have been. I think Zack Snyder, again, is a very capable director, but I I do think that it's a combination of the studio. I I think there's someone that needs to put the reins on Zack Snyder to, like, give him focus, and no one was doing that, but also they're giving him deadlines. But the thing is, at the end of the day, guys... The breadcrumbs, the the <laughs> at the end the of magic, the day, at the end, no, it sucks to turn off this podcast. No, no, no. I think what I'm saying is, that the, not to just stop the conversation, but I think at the end of the day, like the crystal ball is Man of Steel. Whether you think Man of Steel is super bad or you think Whoa. Man of Steel is super good or you think whatever, Man of Steel is is the act one to what this entire trilogy could be, and the foundation's not strong. The house isn't it's, built on good ground, and that's not. just the way it is. It's, the crystal ball is Man of Steel. Look into that. You know, it's, Finkel it's, is Einhorn. 
Einhorn. We, we are the Walking Dead. Fuck! <laughs> you know, it's a fucking miracle that Wonder Woman was as good as it was. It and is. I think that Wonder Woman is Honestly. as good as these DC movies are going to get. Yeah. Honestly. That's really funny that you just brought up Ace Ventura because that's also Sean Young, who was crazy, tried to be Catwoman. And oh, right, that yeah. we've talked about that's in the right. Battering series. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Isn't that fun? I need to apologize to. I, I called such... her a crazy bitch on one podcast, <laughs> and I, 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 because she really is nutso. But I, I would you like should... to rescind that because it is inappropriate. She's uh, cuckoo bananas. Burge, we, uh, we <laughs> I'm gonna bring it your, down. We appreciate your, your sentiment rejection. remains the same. Your she's, wording no, she's, changed. She, it's not the crazy that I feel bad about. Uh-huh. I'm taking back something else. Yes. Just cuckoo bananas. We're gonna bring it from PG-13 to a nice good G. Hey, it's always good if you realize you're wrong and you want to own something, but. Just Listen. Wipe that explicit tag right off. Wait, if I admit that I'm wrong, I can own something? <laughs> anyway. I'm wrong. <laughs> what do you got? I like this Darth Vader bank. Is this a bank? It's Does a piggy bank. And it belongs. I need to do laundry at some point. No, actually, you get, this, quarters you, are in there. you get this copy of Ronin. Ooh, Back. thank you very much. Then this is do. great. I get all of these? No. you get. I love being wrong. <laughs> this is great. Yay. Uh... Okay. Does anyone have any? No. It's 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 just such an ugly movie. Sucks. Like visually, it's an ugly movie. Thematically, yeah. It's just all around ugly, and you know it. It sucks that we have to give this movie the time of day because it's part of the Batman film legacy. But honest to God, I kind of found it a cathartic experience to like get this movie. <laughs> I'm glad we're here for you. You're shaking. Shit, You're shaking. I know. I know. No, you, you, I've this... never seen you so animated in your seat, just ready to like. <laughs> It's like foaming at the mouth of disgust. Again, like and this movie is like it has rabies, and when you watch it, you get it. That was the funniest thing you've ever said. But when you you're just like the movie has rabies, like everyone like like they start making a movie and then everything starts freaking out. And and it's just, just like falling to, apart. Like, like it looks yeah. like a raccoon and it's kind of acting like one, but like a little aggressively. Like everything, it doesn't really look like it's no. It's it knows what it's doing during the day. But we, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put this thing down. Don't play with it. <laughs> Don't get too close. My closing thoughts are I avoided this movie on purpose because I knew it sucked and you guys made me watch it and now we might be a little bit less friends. <laughs> I think we're. I think we're all. I think our friendship is stronger. We're still friends. We're still friends, but a little bit less. I think our friendship is is only stronger since I forced this to happen. Don't don't watch this. Don't watch this movie, please. If well, you're so listening out there, please don't watch this movie. We might be someone... stronger friends on the other side, but like for a week, I'm gonna be a little bit mad. That's totally fair. Listen. I don't recommend this movie to you unless you're someone who's like now you tell you me. like the Razzies or things like that or you like fuck a really that good, no bad not movie. even nah not whatever even. It's or not even or funny. if like listen if you're just not that good you should totally like this movie anyway uh, thank you again for listening to another episode of Battering um, I'm sorry if you saw this and you decided to watch the movie before listening to this episode because I did you dirty too but if not then have a great time. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can go on storyscreenbeacon.com to find articles, podcasts, and merch. Buy that t-shirt. I don't know if you've been on Instagram lately. There's a re- there's a really handsome man who's been modeling the shirts. He has a beard, and he is also me. So if you like me, you might also like the shirts. They might look better on you, because my physique is not Superman. No, whoa! Come on. It doesn't have to be! It doesn't have to be! I have some very you are beautiful for you. I have you. some very sweet super friends uh, here on the episode today. Thank you again, Jack, Jeremy, and Burge for for joining me on this ride. Uh, when we come back, it's going to be Justice League, which is kind of, uh, we started this timeline of movies to kind of lead up to that. Uh, and we're not really too excited about it, but I, I will say 
when we're doing Fast and the Furious and we're doing this movie or this movie like franchise, I love watching bad movies with my boys and I love just like chilling, discussing it. It makes it so much better an experience. So I'm glad I got to do this with you guys today because it was still fun. Um, even though the movie totally is not that good. I just want to say because sure. because we did kind of touch on at one point, like we we're not out there to shit on all the bricks. No, no, no. no. bricks. <laughs> like, if you did watch this movie and you really liked it, then you had two, at least two and a half hours of enjoyment in your life more than me. You win. And you win. Yeah. You win. True. Listen, I'm not trying to... If you like the movie and you listen to us make fun of it, and I'm not trying to tell you not to like something. We're all just sharing our opinion, and I have four people in the room... Wait. Five people in the room who what? are not... Who? You're a ghost, Jeremy? Am I? I feel like one. Boy, no, Wonder. we got Gal Gadot. And Gal Gadot's here. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, we have these Jeremy was just me doing a different voice the entire time. That's a character wow, I've been working so on good. this whole time. Man, it's Jeremy, good. you really do sound exactly like Jack when you do his voice. It's, we didn't even need yeah. him here. He's in my voice. It's like I can talk to it at the same time. Isn't that just incredible? It's I can switch back and forth really quick. Yeah. Man. Now it actually Fuck kind this. of sounds like, like it's this. Like... It's just it just breaks my the whole <laughs> found like you know I go to film school and I learn all this thing, and then this movie just comes out in the big multiplex and just shits on uh, like every foundation of like everything that I learned. It's okay. like he can he, he can we, get away we, with right. this. We need to get Jeremy Spray a Jeremy cold down. glass Spray of water. We need to, okay, we gotta we gotta put him to bed. I feel like Jesse in that episode of Breaking Bad yeah, when he the, when take, he's talking to Hank and he's like, hold the piggy bank. He's like, there's at least five dollars in Vader's head. Thank you, Vader. Again, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you, you guys, for joining me. When we come back, it's gonna be Justice League. Stay tuned. It's gonna be a little bit of a hot take and a little bit of battering. So. Just we'll like we finished you, with Fast and the Furious. Just like we finished with Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll have a surprise after that. And we'll, you'll know when you get there. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. And if you're a first time listener, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, contact all of us via story screen on our emails or whatever. If you know us, like talk to us. We make the show for you. And if there's any feedback or anything you want to give us, please let us know. And again, thank you. So uh, yeah, see you next time. One Bye. more thing. What is what is that? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Thank you again. Thank God. Fucking Lex Luthor. Uh, everything's changed. Oh, well, we can't. <laughs> we can't record audio if you don't silence your phone, Jack. I think that one was going pretty good too. Oh that God. one was going very well. I'm very sorry about that, Robin. Please okay. try it again. Yeah, sure. Not sponsored by Honda. Oh yes, it has. Uh, everything's changed. Men fall from the sky. The gods hurl thunderbolts. Innocents die. That's how it starts, sir. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel.